You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This book I highly don't recommend for a lot of people and I highly do recommend for a lot of people. So this is going to be, you're going to have to figure out which side of that camp you're on. Was that accurate, Rich? Definitely. I'm going to look directly into your eyes as I say this. Oh, one. Okay. Okay. Little challenge. (coughs) How long can we look into each other's eyes without having to look away because it gets awkward? Me, not very long because I have to look down to read it. Oh. So just, I'm going to look down and look right back up. You ready for this? Swoon me. (laughs) I want to be a body for you. I want to chase you, find you. I want to be eluded and teased and adored. I want to be defeated and victorious. I want you to cut me, sharpen me. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't everybody welcome back to another two to ramble episode i'm one of your hosts austin and i'm the other host richard we are reviewing today this is how you lose the time war and we're gonna go spoiler free for first 10 15 minutes then get into spoilers and richard are you excited for this review i am this was a lovely book it was, it was such out of our wheelhouse it was a wonderful merge of the stuff i love which is weird confusing sci-fi but also a nice little love story. I don't read too many of those. Yeah, how, I wonder if that says something about me. Do you ever feel loved? Uh, not often. So this book no. connected with <laughs> that deep feeling that you're a miss. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was a good escape into a realm where, ah, romance is real. <laughs> maybe that <laughs> determines whether people like this book or not, because this was maybe one of the most divisive books I've seen out there. And when we get into our spoiler-free review and recommendation... Just a little sneak peek is this book I highly don't recommend for a lot of people, and I highly do recommend for a lot of people. So this is going to be, you're going to have to figure out which side of that camp you're on. Was that accurate, Rich? Definitely. This is not a book for everyone, but for those of you it is for, you're going to love it. So stay tuned, find out. And if if you've been watching our stuff, might as well go ahead click the the subscribe button for us i haven't done that that feels weird i Uh, know it feels weird uh, but i feel like we should yeah might as well go ahead subscribe for us that'd be nice i'll give i'll start with some breakdown of the book real quick this came out in 2019 so fairly new and it's a very short novella i think 200 pages and this 200 pages they really have small or big print and it doesn't use all the margins so it's not not a large work i read it in one day yeah and this was written by two authors 
Here's the neat thing about it. It's written by Amal El-Motar and Max Gladstone. It's an epistolary novel where these two characters are writing back and forth to one another. The characters' names are Red and Blue. Oh, I saw you were wearing blue. I should have wore red. What was I thinking? What were you thinking? Oh, that was so stupid. And just like how blue was the more articulate one, too. <laughs> it just works so perfectly. Man, damn it. I'm wearing actually, like... that's Actually, it's not true in the book. Like, that's a weird thing. We'll get we'll into get, that we'll get later. Into that. All yeah. I mean is I'm, I'm wearing the like most non-colored dull. Oh, that's what an awful decision. But this Terrible. is the two characters, red and I blue. I planned this completely. It's not like I wore this to work. <laughs> Honestly, that that is weird because you d- you did not mean to do that. <laughs> yes, but also this is one of my favorite shirts, so it's like, the likelihood was high. <laughs> the, this epistolary novel going back and forth, wow, it's very unique. I haven't seen a book like this. I'm sure they're out there. First book I have read where two authors wrote half the book each other because they were writing one author was writing Red's point of view, the other was writing Blue's point of view, and how it was actually done when they were sending the manuscript back and forth over email, however they did it, they didn't know what the other person was going to write. So yeah. they wrote something and said, All right, well, we'll see where the story goes. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of a cool discovery way of doing something like that. And one of our patrons actually recommended you and I write a book like that. Maybe. Maybe we'll write a raunchy romance novel of letters between the two of us. Uh, I was going to go with maybe it's an from enemies to worse enemies trope. <laughs> you know? That seems more likely, it's, yeah. We start at each other's throats and sometimes it gets it just gets worse. Ends in murder. Yeah. Like, starts as, like, rivals. Ends in murder. It, I it, like that direction. It, instead of the two characters just falling more in love, it's us just trying to figure out how the hell do I kill this person. Like, I just, you know, it's not enemies that become like lovers it's enemies that have more respect for each other because they're just so hard to kill (laughs) like why can't i just beat you that's a good plot that's that could be cool okay like man you piss me off and i still want to kill you but man i respect the hell out of you you've evaded me so long like (sighs) too many times (laughs) so our oh merton shire shout out to merton shire on our patron Told, told us this when we were reviewing this. This was our book club of the month, by the way. We review it, and we have a book every single month. You could join us on our Patreon down below if you'd like to do that. But Merton Shire was telling us that, you know how this book became so popular? Well, I shouldn't say that. It had its readers, but it exploded because of one particular thing. Do you remember what it was? I do, but go ahead, give it to the audience. <laughs> so on, on Twitter, this Twitter user named Dickolus... Let me make sure I get this right. Nicholas Dick... Nicholas Dickless. I want to make sure I'm not misquoting this. Yeah, no, 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 I had it wrong. Bigless Dickless. Bigless Dickless. The reason I'm saying this name so many times, this Twitter user named Bigless Dickless Wolfwood sent out a tweet saying, do not look up anything about this book. Just read it. Read this. It's only like 200 pages. You could download it on an Audible. He just basically told Twitter or X now. He told everybody, read this damn book. And for some, the tweet got huge. Tons of people went and read it. And the author, one of the authors, I should say, author El Motar, because there's two authors here, wrote in response to this whole thing that just blew up. This whole rim and roll. Yeah. And said, I do not understand what is happening, but I am incomprehensibly grateful to Bigelist Dickelist. (laughs) 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 Because this Twitter user just made the book super popular it had already won awards like this thing has won mm-hmm. i think this won the hugo for short fiction 
Yes. And it won a bunch of other. I'm seeing 2020 Locus Awards for Best Novella. Yep. 2020 Hugo Award for Best Novella. 2020 Pricks Aurora Award for Short Fiction. So it's not as though this Twitter user gave this all the awards. Yeah. It had a standing, but then this person reviewed it, and then it just exploded and sold out and all these crazy things. Gave the big search for it. Exactly. Yeah. So wouldn't you like to see that one day, just a two-to-ramble review, really exploded this book. Richard, Dickless Richard, <laughs> Dickless Richard, <laughs> reviewed the book. And, uh, sorry. Richard it's Dickless a, of Shinobar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just every time. Gets me every time. Now, that info aside, Rich, mm-hmm. given our spoiler-free review of this book, the, the substance of it. This will be hard to give this, a spoiler-free review because, yeah, uh, the best advice is just read it. Um, maybe non-spoilerly, I can say, is you have to be comfortable being confused. Definitely. Yeah. If if you're one of those readers that you're reading a book and you have to know everything that's going on and are not comfortable with like, ah, there's too many things that I don't understand. You'll maybe un- you're probably going to be uncomfortable with this book. You have to be comfortable enough to just sit and let things be confusing and misun- like un- misunderstood and you just have to go with it and it's also fair to say that you're not going into the story expecting character study character or craziness the characters are more concepts and it's more about the message it's more about the the love story behind it and it's those aspects the biggest thing that people didn't like about this book because w- what other people were saying here half of our patrons hated this book Another half, maybe it was like 60-40, either liked it or loved it. I think you and I were on the like train. We really did like this book. Yeah, really did like it. And the people that hated it walked in, they read the back of the book. I want to make sure I get their opinion correctly. They either read the back of the book, saw the title, and went in with this expectation of, this is how you lose the time war. The time war. And then the back of the book does go into the more time war aspect of things goes more into the setting than the actual story right that that's the weird thing about the back of the book so maybe best advice is keep your expectations under control don't read the back of the book and don't let your don't let your expectations actually ruin a good book for you and beyond that though in in their defense so jangle lucas salty andrew these are some of the people that really hated the book Mm -hmm. and part of their qualms with it were that it was confusing and they saw it as pretentious and holier than thou. So before you go up and pick pick up this book, do know the prose is can come off as pretentious if you read it in a certain way. The way that we will get into it more, but it's also it's a poetic book and it does make sense for the characters. But if you're if you're going into this book and you don't like that kind of high prose, like they're trying to say something fancy and I don't see it as fancy, I could totally see why someone would go, this is frustrating. I don't want this. So there is that confusion element that's just dispersed throughout the book. Yeah. And the two characters, red and blue, again, staying spoiler-free as possible, are very old, I'll say, and they have a lot of time on their hands. So their, their prose is written in a way that their character should sound, but that's not for everybody. Yeah. Now, the people that love the book, on the other hand, we have Reptiverse. Shout out to Reptiverse, who is getting a tattoo 
of this book, his first tattoo, I believe. He loves this book that much. <laughs> and we also have Mads, Robin, Sextus, and others loved it. They connected with the poetry, the deep meaning, and other elements like that. He's rich for you. Seeing how it really was a split decision on whether people loved or hated this book, what do you think the deciding factor was besides expectations? What kind of reader should go in and pick up This Is How You Lose the Time War? I think to to harp, harpen back to a book that most a lot of people have read, so I'm trying to relate it to a common book. Broad audience. Broad audience yep, yep. here. If you have read if you've read Dune, and I, I'm going somewhere with the point. You know, okay. Like it, it, this let, book hey, is not let, Dune. Let him cook. <laughs> let him cook. This book is not Dune in any way. But a similar feeling I got from Dune is when I was reading Dune, the first half of the book, I was thoroughly confused. It absolutely befuddled. And a lot of people read that way and just go like, this is too much. I don't know what's going on. It's too confusing. And they drop it. Then there are people that have read the confusing parts and go like, you know what? I'm in for a time. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to find out or or I don't. And it doesn't matter. I'm having a good time being confused. Those are the type of readers that will enjoy this book. That's kind of my thought on it. Like you have to be comfortable. You have to be Dune part one comfortable. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I would add on to that. I am a fantasy reader and I love characters. So I had to even go into this book and what I've tried to do more and more often is what is the book promising me? What kind of story is this telling? And just go with it because I like fantasy over sci-fi. If you're a fantasy fan through and through, do not recommend the book. I don't think it will scratch that itch for many people. If you are a sci-fi fan, pick it up. You will get something out of it. So generally speaking, if you, if you like sci-fi over fantasy, if you could rank your favorite genres and you like sci-fi the most, I'd say give it a try. I'd agree. And just because of the general genre trope of sci-fi sometimes... Throw gobbly gook at you. Well, taking concept over character. Gobbly gook. You just... Gobble, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Without <laughs> Rich, this also had... This has over 190,000 ratings on Goodreads. 3.93 average, which is low for a Hugo Award-winning novella, just to show you even the general How divisive public it is, yeah. ...is divided on this book. But all that matters is, is what the Rambler score is. And what was your Rambler score? Richard? My official Rambler score for this book is a 7.3 out of 10. Oh, that's... A very good score. That's a Richard thumb and three quarters. A thumb and three quarters score? Like, yeah. that's That's a real good yeah. score for you. I give it an 8.1. A strong score. Very high. I Strong score. Very strong score. And... I think that's where we'll leave it before we go into spoilers and get nasty with this thing. I don't. We've know, all, we've I, already I, talked probably too many that were edge close to spoilers. It's you know like it'd been better if they knew nothing. They now know something, so we're sorry for educating you. Uh, the first apologies. Thing, the first thing we should have said is going blind. Yeah, yeah. We have not made them go in blind. It's too late. Too late. Spoilers it's ruined. <laughs> Don't read it anymore. It's it's worthless now. That means they can now watch the spoiler session. That is true. That's you great. just continue watching. Because Fair this enough. is your warning now. Spoiler warning. We are going into spoilers for This Is How You Lose a Time War. Are you ready, Rich? I'm ready. Emotional impact. What would you give it out of 10? Emotional impact. I gave a 7.5 out of 10. I gave it the 8.25. A little higher. A little higher than me. A little me. higher. So what did you see as the message of this story? Okay. Now, primary message of love and love being timeless and above all else. 
mattering more. You have these two people on an opposite side of a war, and they don't even know why they're fighting each other at a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Donovan, from, sorry, I'm just shouting so many patrons out today. But <laughs> Donovan made this great comparison of World War II, where sometimes the soldiers, just these 18-year-old kids who are fighting on the front lines, World War I, World War II, just fighting each other, don't know why, and they don't agree with what the higher-ups are even saying, and they have more in common than you'd think. So this mm-hmm. is a love story about going beyond the barriers of even time itself cannot trump love, and love is that through line, and it's the connecting point for the reader because we don't understand, like, what, what is this? How are you going through the strands? None of this makes sense, and the whole book's confusing. The one thing you can connect to as the reader is, oh. I think that is the point of the book. So that's one of the reasons why I ended up liking the confusion of it. I think it was supposed to be Everything else is confusing. Yep. Everything else doesn't make sense except love. Love is the only clear thing in this book, which is trying to emphasize it and highlight it. I think we're talking so highly of love and love stories. Maybe mm-hmm. we will like Fourth Fling and Akatar when we review it on the channel. I mean, Honestly, we're, look, we're, we're down for love. I'm, I'm ready to be thoroughly surprised. I'm going to go in with open, like, I have no ill will, just negative expectations. I'm going in positive. In fact, your interior contrarian says, I'm going to love the shit out of this Everyone book. thinks I'm going to dislike it, and I'm going in wanting to like it. Just seeing bald man with beanie like Akatar, you, you, don't, <laughs> you don't fit the stereotype for an Akatar stand. Uh... You don't. You, you fit more like the, what are those called? The, the skinheads, kind of. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if any guy is going to go for Akatar, yeah. I think it's the guy who wears a beanie and has round glasses like this. Like, I know I, know I look oh, like a hipster. Like the liberal I lo- arts. Yeah. I look like a soy boy. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to the gym more. I'm trying to beef out a little. So just, you know, offset Right, you want to be more skinhead, less... less, less. Yes. <laughs> Physicality-wise, 100%. <laughs> uh, hell- I, wanna, I would much rather have the body of a skinhead <laughs> than the body of a soy boy. Let's just be upfront honest. I can't do much about my hair and glasses. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, Skinhead, who's absolutely loving Fourth Wing, Akatar, and this love story, this is how you lose the time war. Yeah. And not to mention, it's a lesbian love story as well, which yeah. we'll get into with characters, because mm-hmm. so there was some commentary in that. that is oh, yeah. I, I think there... Wanna there's hold, a, hold it for characters. There's a good... Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's a great lesbian joke in there. There's... Ooh. We, we, had, we had a great time in the book club. It was oh, yeah. great. And it, it actually made a point with the story, made it more interesting. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. So... It, it was the, an informed <laughs> joke, rather yeah. than just a pot shot. Yeah. So... The two, two things we're looking at with emotion and connecting with you. The one, like, what do you actually feel? And what's the message of the story? Personally, for me, what raised this rating to above an eight for me is the message of the story. I can think, go back to it. And there was actual substance because there's a lot of books that have, that's fun. And that, mm-hmm. I love a good fun book, but there's a lot of substance here. And it stuck with me of it ended at a point. I, I will always look at this book and know exactly what it was trying to say. And that was the cool thing. Now, as far as making me feel, sometimes the poetry, the, the talk about love, and that those were the high moments for me. Why did you give it in that seven range? Did it really connect with you? What, what yeah. kept it from going higher than that range? So it's a combination of factors. So if it was just about the message, the message is very good and really interesting. Yep. That would only get it to somewhere five and six area. But the dialogue and prose i think it really connected it really made that connection and that meaning 
got to me. Mm. The prose here is really pretty. And yeah, it got me emotional how it was written. It's that is purely just style of writing. It got across its message really well. Why it didn't go maybe higher is partly the message is good, interesting, but ultimately pretty simple. I've seen this message kind of done before. It's an interesting way to do it, but it's not anything groundbreaking. I get it. Pro I mean, that's probably a combination of things. I, I think maybe I didn't feel a real connection to the characters, particularly. I felt a connection to the ideas rather than the characters themselves. I totally agree. That's why I, I can't give it like 9 out of 10. You know, like Oh, I get you, yeah. 9, 10, I'm in love with these particular characters yep. may, and the message and everything else. So I'm that's where you, I'm, I'm sitting at. I like that. Okay, because I agree with you. The characters, you know, they're, they, they're their concepts and they do their job. It's mm -hmm. not like you're falling in love with that person. It's more of the message, the concept, what sticks with you in that sense. And the, I, I think a simple way to put it is just love transcends time. And yeah. it does it, it – that could be a simple adage that you could say because most stories are just retelling 10 or so tenets and moral lessons. You could add, add subtract based on what the lesson is. So you could look at any story and reduce it to just, oh, this story is about love. This is about a hero overcoming, being courageous, whatever tenet you want to list off. It's more so about how it conveyed the message of love mm -hmm. where – even though the characters took a back seat where they had their quirks and we'll get into let's move into that right after right after this unless you have something mm -hmm. else to add well yeah. if we want to go deeper into exactly the message of love i think yeah. it's not just love in general because this book you can take it one of two ways of like you can take it on the surface level of hey love conquers all it is the most sure. under, like that is the universal language all these nice things i think the book also kind of shows maybe emotional immaturity show like i think it's pretty obvious to say like these characters are very emotionally immature in many ways very similar to romeo and juliet so their love story is a really extreme yeah. and we're going like you're confused because it's the time war so it's big and grand in scale so when their love story is big grand epic like you kind of forget that Maybe it's that's their not... first love. They're like teenagers. Yeah. It, but they're not. I, I know, but it, the way they use their yeah. words is very extreme. Very Tumblr-esque. Yes. <laughs> very like, much. I've read a Tumblr post like this, and it kind of <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah, so I get that. And so I think that's maybe an interesting thing on emotional maturity yep. and maybe showing us an immature, extreme young love. Yeah. And, and it... it a weird sci-fi version of Romeo and Juliet. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's like we complete each other's phases. Damn it. I had to ruin it for I, you. Like this is I our, feel good This about is it. the one pod we have to really confirm whether we, we love each other or hate each other from, from the audience's point of view. So we'll decide by the end. Yeah, it's we'll pretty decide. confirmed. I love to hate you. It, it brings me joy in the world. Oh, I wake up and go, how can I make Austin's day worse? You know what? I think we're just going to I'm going to really stretch out the pauses in between the video just so he has to cut them out. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to accidentally move the table so he has to like edit differently now. It's going to be great. You did take the words out of my mouth, not that part before that. <laughs> the, the, the part before that with what I was getting at of stories you can always reduce to one element, but the mm -hmm. way this conveyed it with that that young there are these old timeless things but also they come across with their first love. 
and the message of I'm going to repeat love a lot of times this episode, but the message of love, but beyond that, that it's worth more than just winning. And it's worth your, your goals and your mindset of what, what are you even fight? Why are you fighting for this goal? Mm-hmm. And so the whole concept for me really struck and it's been told in many stories, but this and the setting that was used, it came across in the more extreme because it takes literally the extreme of, look, things are timeless. Nothing makes sense. And this is why love prevails. So, We'll, we'll get more into plot, but do you want to move into characters and sure. talk about Red and Blue? What'd you give characters? 7.5 out of 10. What did you give characters? I gave it a 7. Very good. Just in that a nice seven even 7. Yeah. I see I, why. They're very good, but I, I can't justify really going much higher because Red and Blue themselves are more conceptual than individual characters. They have their own voice, but overall, it's just not the same. Characters are definitely lowest category here, mm-hmm. and that's not a detriment to my overall feeling of it. It's more so this isn't what I was going for, mm-hmm. but for the characters that were written as concepts, as just your movers in this grand scheme of things, I still could go like, okay, uh, th- there was this humor they had where they would always start their letters off in a certain way and sign it with a PS. They've had this go back and forth. I know them distinctly as red was the naturey. And blue, oh no, sorry, red Opposite. was, yeah, red was tacky, blue was naturey. You had all these elements, and one had the commandant, the agency, and so forth. So they had their distinct backgrounds and distinct uh, elements that they represented. So they weren't completely, you could read a story where the characters literally are just moving vehicles. So it got, it got at least that seven plus for me because they had distinct, uh, they had distinct uh, character they, voices. Yeah, character voices. There you go. Yeah. I, I thought they were very interesting on how similar they were overall, but very different in their approach. And I think you could really understand why they fell in love. That That's something that... How do you see them good. different in their approach? What, what do you mean well, by that? And th- this took a lot of thinking about it because... So for the most yeah. part, we get to see... I, I would say we see Red's point of view probably most of the time. Like we get Blue's letters, but they tend to be shorter moments. I think we see more into Red. We also start with Red. We start with so Red. I, I think a lot of the story follows Red in reaction to Blue. Yep. We see Blue's side of things, but I don't think it's even 50-50 split. It's, you're it right. leans Red. Yes. So with uh, her character, she's you know hot-tempered, and she needs, which is kind of weird, she gets angry, but she needs to learn what emotion is because she's more robotic. And so weird conflicting things. But... They're both these omnipotent, godlike beings that can't connect to others. And on their own sides, they are, they feel an outsider from their own group. Both of them, uh, for different reasons. And I, I know I was at least in the beginning quite confused on how exactly, how different really are they. Like, is blue that different? Seems basically the same. They come across the same problems, but they attach it differently. Where red goes in quick. She has these missions. Her time missions across the war is she pops in, pops out. Where blue seems to live a whole life from beginning to end several times over. That it's not a quick mission. She does long, very yeah, great point. Great very point. slow wow. missions where <clears throat> I think about that and going like, huh. that's a drastic difference that doesn't come across in their letters. Like I would think 
they would be vastly different characters. Do you get what I mean? Of like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think back because there's a lot of different quick scenes where they're in where Genghis Khan. There were there's mm-hmm. a lot of moments. I'm sh- pretty sure you're right. Where well, because their di- their way of time travel and fighting was different. Where Red would come in and fight and like you know, well, take fire over. starter and fire putter outer, essentially. Once, yeah, but yeah. but often Blue would basically grow up from like, you know, infiltrate and then for years live a whole life. For, you know, basically what, to do blue, a small change lived yeah. a whole life with a family basically just to do affect the future wasn't blue the one Red that put it that. in the tree rings the the note in the tree yeah. rings just over hundreds of years mm-hmm. as the tree grew so it had all that time to write the message for red to see yeah they're both they're both godlike timeless beings yep. but blue is more so and yet for some reason talks in a similar way like she's not as emotionally mature as they're both equally immature which is strange to me i found the way they were mature is more so they're immature in what they're feeling because yes. they they're looking at oh yeah we understand war we understand we, this we're the best at what we do mm-hmm. but their immaturity comes across as uh, what's this uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. which we never have that here no never we're, not we're, once like I, I am so comfortable not loving you it's so nice. It it's honestly great because sometimes there's hard things that need to be decided. Yeah, you know, and for for our channel and everything, right? Decisions and must be made. That's hard to like make a decision, make someone do something very hard. Right. It's not hard for me to make you do something difficult. Brings me joy because sometimes when you actually care about a person, what can I do to help? Exactly. And so I when- look at you more. What can you do more for me? <laughs> This is, you know, what's funny is because it has a little bit of truth. I in know. It. <laughs> I just uh, want a little, little quick behind the scenes for the mm-hmm. viewers. Yes. I have not edited one of these podcasts, not one. I've not edited a short. I've not done any of that. But Rich, he he's staying a little humble. He does do a lot. He complains. He <laughs> I do complain. <laughs> I buy things with company money that probably shouldn't buy. <laughs> I waste our money and I do none of the work. Join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so with with Red and Blue, that's a great point. With mm-hmm. Blue spending a lot more time, I'm trying to remember if Red ever spent long time. I mean, I guess years, but not living a whole life. I don't okay. think so. Okay, the way they operate I can't is different. Accurately, but I'll I'll believe. Blue it. plays the slow games. Yeah, Red plays. The quick, fast. Be, well, because also isn't Red the one putting out the fires as well? So, often. Uh, yeah, often it takes a lot of time to start something. And qu- the quick reaction is, okay, the fire has been brewing now for how long? Now how do I put it out is a quick action. Mm-hmm. But the characters, very simply put, I, I don't think we should harp too much. There's just two characters here, really. And then you have a <laughs> command. Uh, there's not much to talk oh, about. Side characters are just yeah. not, a, not even factoring them in. Yeah. I, there's only two characters in this book. In the seven range, I agree with you. Want to go on to plot, the more interesting Sure. Picture. What did you rate plot out of 10? I gave it a 7.25. A little higher. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, because you gave characters a 7. I gave the plot an 8.5. Mm. Strong plot. I, I really did enjoy this. And what, what gave it a 7 for you? What, what was good about the plot? Talk, sing its praises a little bit before you give me a downer. Um, so what I really enjoyed about this plot was how much chaos there was like chaos, okay. endless chaos tit for tat it was very fun 
it was fun in its confusing way and yet it's so chaotic and yet still made sense there was still a through line that i understood okay i think that's pretty pretty ex- <laughs> that's ex- exemplary for a plot to do that often a very simple story can be very confusing in the hands of way worse authors this is a very complex setting comp- complex ideas all this stuff and it was understandable that's impressive um i think fairly early on it gives a good promise that this is a love story not a time war story oh that just reminds love story between two lesbians we forgot to talk about we that completely characters. forgot we, we about said we were going to talk about that but <laughs> but the joke is that you know it would be lesbians that they first meet and you know within two letters they talk about moving in together <laughs> that, was, that was a joke but. that's the joke is of course the lesbians are able to like basically move in they're all ready to settle down after like two three letters back and, and then forth. the counter is this is within you know hundreds of years of writing these letters yes then, yes but, but it's, then the joke's not funny and don't then, let the facts get in the way of a good joke okay save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good, good. We'll we'll settle there. (laughs) Oh, also want to mention this as the trio here, because maybe we should have mentioned this way earlier. I've not read these two other books, but I know how to use the time war. Gideon the Ninth and Red Sister are all right. I've read all three of those. You have, actually, oh, they, uh, would you say in the trio they're like lesbian? I don't know if they're love stories exactly, but they're focused. That's your main character. Um, with Red Sister, like, sure, there's a romance in it, but it's not the focus. The focus. Okay, it's a good romance. I think it's quite good. Okay, but it's not the focus of it. Gideon the Ninth is, uh. I guess closer, but it is also still mostly just the adventure. Got it. Got it. Okay. But no, both both fun characters. Neat. So enjoyable. I, I would say that um Red Sister is significantly better. And if you're if you gotta pick one lesbian action. Over Gideon book, Knife, yeah. Pick that one. Okay. Now back to the plot with this. Uh, yep. we, we were talking about what what were we talking about? The promise. The promise, yes. That this this the was, setup of the book. It does a good job. I think of quickly keying you in that this is a love story, not like an action sci-fi story. Right. Um, I don't think all of our patrons thought so, especially with reading the back of the book, but I thought so. Like, I didn't know anything about this book, but after like chapter two, I was like, Oh, okay. I got it. Love story. Understood. Right. And if you, if you were at that beginning, went, Oh, can't wait to find out about this time war. You're, you're not, yeah. you're going to be disappointed. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So what did you think? The, the tone was set like how, how how do you think about the plot when it was setting its tone i think in a way the war was almost diminished in the way they spoke to each other of how this war was almost been they were joking about ah we're gonna i'm gonna beat you mm-hmm. i can't wait to defeat you i'm gonna feature on you i was just i was rhyming <laughs> I, I was about to do my rap album drop absolutely not you <laughs> stick to writing and editing podcasts part of writing is poetry and rhymes and haikus and oh 
I I promise you don't have a single haiku in your story. Hold on. Let me come up with one right now. I sit on the pod. This is what I do now, okay? I do not like the... <sighs> that was off the dome. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people come for this content. The random yeah. haiku at the... Uh, what, what are we at? 30-something minute mark. <laughs> That's uh, this is this is wonderful, but uh, anyway, going on with more plot details. Yes, the plot details. Oh, well, we're just going with the haikus and all that. Bring me back uh, to the reality. Sets the tone sets for the being tone. a love story, yeah, yeah, yeah. not about a war. Yep. It dis- diminishes the war. Yep. All so, those ideas. So for me, the way they were writing letters back and forth was it set me up for okay, it's something between these two characters. What's going on? And everything else was confusing to me. So it was not grounding you in this. Here's the here's the sci-fi world that I'm going to explain to you so you can understand the war. So it, it, it throws it's deliberately confusing to the point where I got to it of oh I'm not supposed to get it. Yes, where I I stopped trying. Yes, and that's good. <laughs> it's good that I stopped trying to figure out the world. I just knew like oh the the world is complete nonsense and I'm not <laughs> supposed to get it. All right, good. Move along. <laughs> Neat, right. <laughs> so yeah, promise that for me. I was, uh, and as I went through that, my one complaint. So I did give this an eight five. Mm-hmm. Was maybe the the point to where they fell in love? Like there were a lot of back. There was a lot of going back. In the not going back in the past because I, it, the time's hard to understand here. There was a lot of when they were planting the letters and talking back in the present day, if you'd consider that the present day, or what, at least what we're reading. There was a lot of that before the inciting incident happened before the moment where blue saved red. Mm-hmm. And then it got re- more, way more interesting for me of where is, where is this going? So sure. I, uh, there, there were a lot of scenes where it felt like fluff. Like it, I guess was pretty entertaining of the just chaos, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of those scenes of just tit for tat back and forth where you're kind of spinning your wheels. And almost as if when the authors were writing this back and forth, they were waiting for an incident to happen. Because mm. I, don't, I don't know if they planned out, like, hey, it's going to happen here. They were maybe having some fun with it. Maybe too much fun. <laughs> but just for me, the inciting incident, if you consider that, like, page whatever it was, 90 or something. Uh, again, it's a shorter book. But just felt a little bit longer. But as soon as it got to that point and onward, I was interested and invested. I even had myself questioning in this book, I did for I did have that questionable in, in hindsight, it seems so obvious that it was a love story, that's how it would end. But I had that question of is one of them betraying the other? Is one of them actually an agent? And this is mm. is the book gonna end in a way that goes, one of them was lying red, we get red's point of view. You know how blue's kind of the 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 side <coughs> the side main character here, where I could have seen a scenario. Exactly. Yeah. I could have seen a scenario where blue was actually playing red. So mm. that had me questioning, oh my God, was Blue actually playing right? Is this going to be a story about uh, like a, a devastating loss and a, a, tra- a tragedy rather than a love story? A Romeo and Juliet, which is a tragedy. Yeah. yeah. In ways, this was, this was leaning toward, oh, it's going to be a tragedy. But then ultimately, give us a nice happy... Surprise me. I think happy ending. It, it yes. leaves it open-ended, but I think we can kind of assume. Right. Good things. I do like the plot element a lot toward the ending where we had red and blue, how when the commandants, when the higher ups found out and they had to write, red had to write the letter and say, don't 
read this next letter. But Blue had to in order to save Red Bees, then it would have looked like they were colluding the whole time. So the, the situation it put Blue in made a lot of sense. It made sense why Blue made the sacrifice as well. Because you know how there could be that, cor- that really corny love sacrifice in name X film, whatever, insert the blank. Well, the Romeo and Juliet of, oh, no, my love, I'm going to kill myself just because <laughs> I'm sad. You're pretty good at poetry in Shakespeare. How don't you try a haiku? No. Okay. I I have enough humility. <laughs> I don't try. I don't reach for what I can't obtain. Oh man, I, I do, and it embarrasses myself every time. It never works out. But you see what I mean with the sometimes corny love story. Like oh, I'll say this, and it made a lot of plot sense. Where I went, oh, that's because the higher ups would find out. The dynamic blue had to do this in order to make red look innocent. In this whole situation. Yeah. And that made it uh, uh, really compelling. And also the tie-in of the Seeker was very neat. I, I did see it coming a little bit. Yeah, but I caught it more toward the end. I it, thought it really yeah. could have been either one of them. Yeah, it was one? a weird time. Very, like, I didn't know it was Red specifically. Mm. I knew it was not particularly the agency, but yeah. it was something else. Yeah. It, this This is one of those books that everything does tie together. The confusing parts of the world, which we'll get into, that's take that in the background, but it's very simply done as a novella. So that's where there's a slight advantage novellas have to really long epic books because a long book, you can have a lot of things. You can go, that didn't need to be there. That didn't need to be there. My one complaint was in the first part, maybe the pace. I wouldn't went even too say long. you need to like cut it. I would just want some more character moments in there. Something to justify the page time there. Not not just tit for tat, Yep, which I think is initially important to establish who they are as characters. They're just kind of, you know, they only have passion for the thrill of cha- the challenge. They're too bored. They're both yeah. way too bored and right. they want the, they want a challenge. Cool. They set that up and then they do like three more of those and it doesn't really change much. I would like to, Maybe something else in right. there. Slow progression. Yeah. You know how like with yeah. Emperor's Soul, it's a very small book, but don't don't spoil anything for those who haven't read, but Oh yeah, just stay shoot. stay light. Yeah. Yeah. Um but every chapter moment yep. it kind of starts off with like direct progression. Like you kind of see the yes. there's a there's setting. a reason for this next portion. Well, there's also a setting change of like you very clearly see progress. Mm-hmm. Even it's more it's more in the setting. I think if you happen to know what I'm talking about, you know. Mm. But every chapter felt like a a good step. Justified forward. it. Yes. Yeah, I get you. This book, not as much. It's yeah, especially that first part. I want to loop back around and justify my high rating for a second. Mm-hmm. Just say the thing that elevated it for me and all this stuff. That I don't think it does anything poorly or bad. That that can't be said for me. Mm-hmm. The thing that impressed me the most is. It's just such a unique book, and I've never read anything like it. Sure. And I've And I appreciated, re- especially with its novella length, maybe I'm giving it a little bit of a bump, because I, if I had to read a book like this that was Sanderson length, or just even longer, a normal size book, three, 400, actual 300, 400 pages, 100,000 word count, 150,000, whatever, and it was like this, maybe I would have thought less of it, but because it was a novella and compact, and it had such a unique spin, uh, and gave something different, and that difference gives it a boost for me because it, it did something new and inventive with the genre. 
and th th that's a big deal. And I, yeah. it's it's a bit of it, it's not a as an oh I could write any book type of thing, but it's something like I could never come up with that. And if you have yeah. that thought in your head of like what the hell that's so creative, that so, boosts for me. To a lesser degree, that's why I liked Hyperion so much. Of reading yeah. it, going like, "Oh wow, this is really cool and different." Like, yeah. I haven't read a story that was written kind of this format before. Yeah, yeah. If that was Sanderson length, I'd be like, "Okay, too many, too many flashbacks." Th this is too much love. <laughs> too much. I'm gonna need some depresso here. <laughs> now, what's your? Hold on. Now, what is your length for the amount of love you can read in a love story? Do you have a limit? Oh, before God. you get depressed. Before I get to Akatar. <laughs> <laughs> fourth wing <laughs> i think 15 percent and under of the book mm, i'm good like okay. in a regular fantasy novel yeah yeah yeah. if the romance is more than 15 percent 15 percent's a lot i'm checking out uh, i'm like too much you know uh, i'm not some type of hussy i'm a prude get it out of here i don't want it Please comment down below. Besides Forcing Akatar, like what what other books do you want us to review in that genre? And Maybe we get a little bit into that romance. I say all this, but Wheel of Time has a lot of love story. Like a, a significant chunk of it is focused. Do you think on it's the, more than fifteen percent? It probably is. Uh, it's it, it's up there. There's mm, a lot. Mm. Like every single character talks a lot about their significant others. But trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it worked. This I'm just a walking. Just walking hypocrite, man. You and your, I have no standards. You and your beanie, except the standard Harry, of being Harry white. Potter glassed dork. Uh, yeah, I'm on a book podcast. Of course, I'm a dork. <laughs> Don't. That was your chance to call me a name. It's fine. I I'm accepting the moniker as fuel for the gym. I <laughs> I I look at myself in the mirror at the gym and go like, "You're a beanie glass. <laughs> Harry Potter glasses wearing dork." On a book podcast, the best you can do is have ripping biceps. That's the only solution. I, I'm not saving the personality. There's nothing that's going to fix the face. There's nothing that's going to fix my interest in books. But muscles could help. <laughs> Dialogue I, pro can style. Do, I could do more push-ups than the average booktuber. That's what I want. Dialogue pros time. Are you ready? Yeah, let's okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you give dialogue pros out of 10? Um, I gave it an 8.5, my highest score. I gave it 8.25. Yeah. I'm, well, we're right there. Same ballpark. I loved it, but on a count of three, which character voice was by and far the best? Oh, okay. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, blue. Red. You just want to be contrarian. You don't believe <laughs> well, what's that. What's your favorite part about blue? Just the best writing. The like best all lines. of the yeah. lines, yeah. all of the good it, lines are blues. Here's the the best. Can I say the best line? Or Go do you ahead. want? Do you want to say? It? We both um, have the. Let's see. Do we have the? Yeah, I think I have the best line. Okay. Go ahead. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll write it in waves, in skies, in my heart. You'll never see, but you will know. I'll be all the poets. I'll kill them all and take each one's place in turn. And every time love's written in all the strands, it will be to you. The reason why that line is good is because that's not like just a boast or like just 
flowery language, that's possible. That's a legitimate thing that Blue can do. Hi, Editor Austin here. We are wrong about this. It was actually Red that said this to Blue. It's why I initially said Red had my favorite dialogue prose lines in the book, but Richard saying that Blue had the best lines had me doubting whether I was remembering correctly. But it is true that this was Red saying this to Blue, and a lot in this dialogue slash prose conversation, we mixed the two names up. So please ignore that and pretend that we said this was Red's line. And I don't know if she's not serious. I think she's serious in Mm -hmm. that. That she's literally going to kill all the poets. The setting and world set you up so that is a possibility. Yeah. So it do- that doesn't just come like, Which, hey, you ever hear in a movie, obviously they're from the classes, yeah. like, I'm going to lasso the moon for you, babe. No, you're not. Your name is Dave and you work in accounting. You're not lassoing the moon. But then this, per- this is actually believable where you go, oh my God, you love me that much? You do that? And it's possible. Yeah. No, it takes all of those romantic boasts and like, they could do it. They yeah. could do all of those things. Makes it so great. Which makes it fun. Was that the best line yes, for you as well? That, that was okay. my favorite line. Yeah. Then I have a couple other ones here where I want to meet you in every place I ever loved. Listen to me. I'm your echo. I would rather break the world than lose you. Nice line like that. And then mm-hmm. one of my other favorite lines, okay? Besides, the, you, you stole the best one. I want to be a body for you. Actually, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to look directly into your eyes as I say this. Oh, one. Okay. Okay. A little challenge of. <clears throat> okay. Th- this Try is, not to cringe. No, this, is, uh, this is eye contact <clears throat> chicken. How, how long can we look into each other's eyes without having to look away because it gets awkward? Me, not very long because I have to look down to read it. Oh. So just, I'm going to look down and look right back up. You ready for this? Cheater. Imagine I'm writing this to you, Blue, okay? Oh, oh wait, wonderful. wait. This is Blue, right? Whoever it is writing this. It's okay? Blue to Red, let's be honest. Okay, you ready, Richard? Blue? Red, whoever you are. Swoon me. <laughs> I want to be a body for you. I want to chase you, find you. I want to be eluded and teased and adored. I want to be defeated and victorious. I want you to cut me, sharpen me. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. We can't do it. Promise, I promise if you haven't read the book, it doesn't come across as no. that edgy in this context. Like, it, it fits better. You can make any line sound like... <laughs> I'll be honest, it fits like Empire of Silence thing where you just put lines to Lincoln Park. It just made it more cringe. I'm in tears. I was looking at you in the eyes and saying that was touched me on a deep level. I never wanted to be touched. Yeah. No. Do you want me to continue or just say it normally? Say it normally, Okay, okay. Please. So I want you to cut me, sharpen me. I, no, I got... Come on, I want to get back into it. All right, do it. <clears throat> I want to drink tea beside you in 10 years or a thousand. Flowers grow far away, and on planet they'll call Cephalus, and these flowers bloom once a century when the living star and its black hole binary enter conjunction. I want to fix you a bouquet of them, gathered across 800,000 years so you can draw our whole engagement in a single breath, all the ages we've shaped together. Now, again, what makes that line good is that, again, it was set up that it, that's realistic. That's a possibility that you yeah. could wait 100,000 years, get this flower bouquet from this weird place. So the also, expression just of their Imagine love. the imagery of that, of you get 
like using time travel to gather a flower, like a flower oh. over an eight hundred thousand year span yeah. into a bouquet where you a single breath of our entire life to get like a breath of eight hundred thousand years. Yeah. Like just that imagery alone was like, oh damn. Fantastic writing. Woo. Yeah. And the the writing that didn't hit for people, this exact the exact quotes we're talking about, people will see that and go. It's pretentious and flowery, flowery, purple prose. What was your counter to that? Because I have my counter, but what would you say your counter to why you enjoyed the prose and why it made sense? One, fun. I enjoyed the lines because in the context of the book, it was possible and it was just really creatively written. Like, they're just interesting ways to phrase things that I just kind of wouldn't think about. Like, right. It's a fun new way to phrase. Like, this would be boring. If it was like the standard lines and like, ah, I've heard this before. They're just saying, I love you. Okay, cool. Get it. Right. I would, I would kill the world. I would end the world before I hurt you. And last of the moon. Yeah. yeah. Boring. Idea although, of, although I do love the, uh, it's a wonderful life. I think that's where the last of the moon comes from. I do want to, con- is that the, yeah, it is. It is. It's a wonderful life. And that's a fantastic movie. So I take that back. Yeah, Alice or something, isn't it? Like. Yeah, no, but- one of these days, one of these days, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> That's impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> so you you enjoyed it for that reason. I did. So I yeah. mean, the dialogue written alone is very fun, very fresh. Yes, creative. Absolutely. That's enough for me. That was like that enough. We fun, enjoyable, not cringe. Yes, and. The the addition onto that is well you you touched on it basically I'm just saying another version of it is the characters and their flowery language that character voice isn't it's both consistent with its tone and with who the character is you are mm-hmm. in this time war where you go up and down threads and you've lived well hundreds we'll say, of thousands let's of say years. infinity but what, yeah. however many years we don't know they're ageless in a sense so the way you'd speak would not be like you and I. This should seem out there. It should seem... It should seem there. alien, and, which isn't supposed to. On top of it, the whole book set up as a pistolary novel where they're writing letters over hundreds of years. They have hundreds of years to figure out, this is the exact word I'm going to write to the love of my life. I would so hope I they would, put some time yeah, into their words. It's like, yeah, not just going like... This isn't a quick booty call text at you, 3 a.m. You up? Like, you up? Like, no. No, it's going to be they freaking have hundreds of years. majestic. It better be good. Exactly. So all of it makes perfect sense. Whereas if I read another book where it's just... Can you imagine <laughs> writing a you up message in the, in the rings of a tree over thousands of years? I, I I really wanna I, I really wanna I, I can't say those words on YouTube, but <laughs> yeah. Like no, if I'm writing within the the rings of a tree over thousands of years, you better bet I spell checked my <laughs> letter. Yes. I went back and I was like, eh, you know, how can I polish this? So yeah, I'm gonna double down. For you patrons who didn't like the way this pro- Unsubscribe. (laughs) We went different ways with that. Uh, Actually, uh, they're going to now. Damn it. They're just only going to give us their money. They're not going to watch us anymore. Oh, man. What are we going to do? Ideally, people give money without watching, right? Oh, that's the best. (laughs) Just voluntarily hand over the dollars. The more they watch us, the more we can disappoint them so they un- 
Exactly. Support. So you if it, can't be disappointed. Get, get convinced to support and then leave. Then forget right. about us. <laughs> and then we're one of the subscriptions that you forget about for years. <laughs> that credit card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, seriously, though, if you, that is a thing to check on. Be financially responsible. Clear out those random subscriptions. I did that myself recently. We have we have plugged too much. Let's go a little segment about financial security, just for a second. Yeah. So today actually, we're sponsored by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> now, every dollar. I, I've got a caller. I've got a caller, and they're saying they're in debt. Listen, uh, have you ever seen Dave Ramsey? I have. Can I call in? You pretend you're Dave Ramsey. Okay. Yeah. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, caller. Welcome on. Uh, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, not so well, Dave. I- I'm in a rough I'm, spot. I'm Listen, doing I- better I- than I deserve. I'm showing I know. I know you know. I didn't even ask you how you were doing, and you knew the line. <laughs> if anyone's ever seen that, that makes that's perfect. If anybody's yeah. heard his podcast before, I'm gonna end it there. That was a great moment. Yeah, I <laughs> I, we're not getting better than that. So. Do you want to go on to the world building to conclude there? Yeah. This is how you lose a time war world building. What'd you read it out of 10? I need to pull up my notes. Hold on a oh, second. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to. Oh, oh, you know what? You go first. Really? You always ask me, I want to hear your opinion. What do you feel about this world? What do you think makes it great? What makes it suck? Is it somewhere in between? Eight. Eight? Yep. Eight. That's a strong score. Why do you give it such a. High score, even though the world itself, admittedly, is very confusing. I don't know. You're being real difficult. <laughs> I'm never this difficult with you. <laughs> I only went difficult because it's like, you seem so enthused and actually ask poignant questions. I'm like, let me give him nothing. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, trying I, to be the better host. <laughs> and look, this is the thanks Rich, I get. That was wonderful. I yeah. love that. And I give it an eight. I really like this world. The reason I give it an eight. I, so I struggled with this category because the world is very hard to rate with a book like this. Mm-hmm. I solely give it an eight based on I was immersed in the tone and the feel and the confusion. It did everything correctly. It I felt have, believable. It felt believable. I had no second of where my suspension of disbelief came in or where I was lost in immersion. And no, it didn't get your 10 of like literally Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth. And mm-hmm. your, for, for me, Stormlight Archive and other books like that, it did not get like the, the deepness of that, but it did so much for the tone and getting me immersed and getting me to feel what it wanted me to feel. And on top of that, the snippets it gave as well, where it did have me question it. Oh, he, here's the thing I'll say. This, this is the other big reason why I gave it an eight. The book left me with more questions than answers. And if, when I think back to the world, and this is how you lose a time war, you, you ever read a book and you just go like, I'm, I, I, that's it. It's complete and, yes, a good complete story, but also there's nothing else to, left to be said. The world is got, done. The story's over. There's nothing to imagine further beyond that. With this story, yeah. it ends, and I can go, I'm asking a million questions. Like, mm. these are two people in the time where, like, what is going on above them and in the agency? What, why, are, why are they fighting this war? All these snippets of information, I, I can't name them on the top of my head, but reading the book, there's just so many unanswered and unexplored things. And so when I think back to it, I just go, I would want to revisit that world. And for a book to finish and me go, I want to go back to the world means they did a freaking great job. Hmm. So that's, that's why I gave it an eight. Why? I, what did I felt you very different. I felt very differently. Oh. I just gave it. This is my lowest score of a six point two five. Oh. It's still good. I think it's serviceable, fun. 
I, I didn't break immersion. That's okay. Like if I'm breaking immersion constantly, like that's sub five. Like I'm, oh, I'm it has to be. the world is not yep. grabbing me. Yep. World kept me, kept me there. But I don't have any of the questions like you do. The the story did a thorough job of making me know that the world and the war doesn't matter, and I don't care. <laughs> I care about red yeah. and blue, and that's it. So I wouldn't want to go back to the world. Like, there's maybe some questions of how does the garden work. I think that was my biggest question of like, oh, that we saw that right at the end. I would be a little bit more interested in how that functioned. But overall, like, I didn't have questions about red's uh, red side of things. Why? I didn't care why they were fighting the time war. I feel if if I did care, I would have to rate it higher. But the fact that I don't care as much. So it was very serviceable. But I don't know if it particularly lives off that page where I'm theorizing and I'm. Okay, so we're looking at the same thing of living off the page. For me, it did. For you, it didn't. Yeah. That's where our difference is. Yeah. Okay. Ultimately, I think we're it's looking just at the same our... thing. Right. Exactly. Okay. We're. If we're going like coherent tone, so we both think it's coherent. Definitely, it's, Definitely. it holds us. I'm I'm with you there. Okay, tone. I think it's consistent. It's a absurd tone. We're not supposed to understand because we're supposed to focus on love, and everything else is nonsense. Fine. Well, Lives it, off the page it, it, doesn't for me. Setting is interesting, but also doesn't ask me for more the cool thing about the little tidbit that i like about these time travel things or that that stuff in general is when they would go into when the plot would allude to genghis khan or atlantis or all these events in history actually the book had a lot of uh the dialogue section what we didn't talk about the book had a lot of references to real world things Mm -hmm. that i probably missed most of them but one of them was essentially saying like i know socrates i serve with socrates you senator but i digress like referring to well Kennedy, um, like not John F. Kennedy, or yes, John F. Kennedy, but like you are no Kennedy, like with a reference in U.S. politics. There were references like that. Anyways, when the authors were going back and forth, they were talking about these little snippets in time, and were, were they in Scandinavia at one point? Also, with, there's multiverse stuff in here, so yeah, yeah. Th- there's there's a lot, there's a lot, and for me, it just it kept me interested in when I would go back into those scenes and. Like, oh, what what cool creative thing could you come up with that affects the world and creates a, a the ripple effect or a butterfly effect where this one change changes the rest of the the time war? So I I would I'm just le- left going. I would like to be back into a book where more creative things were happening, and I trusted the creativity of what they were writing. Beyond that, I think you're right on if I yeah. I didn't care so much about like who was winning the war. I guess why I rated it highly was the questions I had about I understand so little, yet I understood enough to interest me. Mm. So I, I think that just comes to reaction. Sure. There's we both are looking at the same thing, we just react to a different way. Yeah. And there's not much I can do if I don't feel if it. I don't if I don't feel it. Like yeah. ah. I'm not that interested in the rest of the world. I like the story, but... Oh, it's, like, did you like when Red and Blue, we got little tidbits in our letters about what they were eating or how they eat and ate and functioned. And so we got a little bit into how the naturey blue side works. And I'm using words like this because I forget the exact words that were used in the book. Mm-hmm. And where the Red and the Tech, they're, they're more, they see through drones in their life and they're hooked up to synapses, some typical sci-fi stuff, but then... 
How are they created? How did this begin? Like, I was asking a lot of that. I uh, I was thinking I think those questions for a moment, and then but just then threw it away. Well, what then I attached onto is, oh, they've lived such different lives. They've had such yeah. a different upbringing. How is it that they are so connected and they fell in love? Yeah, that's where that took me. It's like not. Oh, what what about the world and how does like how does their tech uh, hive mind function and the uh, that's there and I could start questioning that but instead I just went deeper inward and started questioning their characters and going like oh that's really interesting how how is their vastly different upbringings how do they have a commonality of being outsiders oh I was I was doing the same thing so yeah yeah same thing interesting but it was interesting. For the characters. Okay. And it, it interests you for the character's purpose, but not beyond that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Overall, this was a great book. This was. And uh, I think we're leaving it here. For those people that did listen on, and we told them to because they hadn't read the book, but they still listened to spoilers. Shame on you. But thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Rich, do you want to leave this with a nice quote, a haiku, or anything to encapsulate what we talked about this episode? I, I can leave us with a quote. Leave us with a quote, Rich. Do you want to look at me with I, this one, or do you want to just... Oh, I'm, I'm reading this to... This is a quote from the book. Okay. Leave it, I, th I just feel like this is such an aggressive form of love that was just fun. So... I, hold, I'm not even going to respond. It's going to end the quote, and you're going to say goodbye, and that's it. Yeah. You wrote of being in a village, up thread together, living as friends and neighbors do. And I could have swallowed this valley whole and still not have sated my hunger for the thought. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.